Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod, with with dog of the pod, Sophie, check our social media. (laughs) We're talking Survivor UK, Pulau Tiga, episode 12, as part, part of our to UK with love coverage. Redux. Yeah. Yeah. Play it, Lulu. Play it, Lulu. Play it, Lulu. To UK. With love. <laughs> With love. My eyes were closed. I didn't know you were throwing it back to me. <laughs> I was just th- enjoying the vibe. I was throwing it to you, but your eyes were closed. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that type of throwing it to you. Huh? Oh. That's how it. Yep. I don't have any news this week, Jackie. No news. It must be good news. No news is good news. That's that how that classic saying goes. The queen is in hiding. I think she was thanking some women football players for their contribution to football. Now I can't even say football. Not with an accent. Is saying I'm football. Okay. (laughs) Say football. Football. Let's go. I feel like you should Let's have a rubber band right on your arm that I get to snap every time <laughs> I say something with an accent <laughs> on the pod. Sometimes I'll find myself speaking in an accent and you not realizing that I'm not supposed to be doing it. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep this going until you call me on it. Well, Lawrence Cheney says that you shouldn't. Lawrence Cheney doesn't oh, say how anything. How sad was that? How sad was what? That I just say Lawrence Cheney? Yes. Okay. I've got no news. No news is good news. UK must be doing well. Queen, presumably alive, not succumbed to monkeypox. Yeah. Or the like 12 dozen baker's dozen um, variants of COVID that are now out there. Yes. And with that, should we roll right into Pulau Tiga, episode 12? Yeah, I mean, shit gets roughed this week. It's a rough episode. Things are breaking down on the <laughs> island. That's taking it lightly. We said goodbye to Zoe last episode, Jackie's least favorite player. I don't know. I feel like Eve has always been my least favorite player, not Zoe. I feel like you disliked zoe more and i disliked eve more but maybe i'm rewriting history no as you say that i think you might be right actually zoe definitely annoyed me a little bit more we both reacted poorly to the combo of them well we sure as fuck like zoe a lot more than eve in this episode i have hashtag tears from heaven last episode <laughs> you know tears what that means from heaven uh, would you call my name if Cody. Zoe got Cody. voted off in mm-hmm. heaven. 
I don't no, know why I, I have hashtag tears in heaven no because we're sad Zoe left. No one knows, Cody. All right. Mark Austin tells us that there is a split forming on mm-hmm. Sikutu. And there's been lots of unkindness. Yeah, Shar tells us at the top of the episode that things have gotten out of hand post-tribal. Eve has been very rude to Jackie post-coming back from tribal. And then Jackie goes to be like, no, it's like definitely a back and forth thing. So I wonder mm. if it's like Charlotte really favoring Jackie because Jackie hasn't been quite as bitchy as Eve? Or is it Jackie unnecessarily falling on her sword? Mm. I mean, she says that she heard what she sounded like. And so she doesn't want to be in that demeanor anymore. And that shows a lot of, you know, hopefully self-awareness and being a big person. But let's just say it's a completely opposite approach to what Eve decides to do. Very much. Uh, We continue this drama with the missing rice that people suspect has been buried somewhere. Are you saying Ricegate? Hashtag Ricegate 2020. And we don't get any footage of Jackie versus Eve. We just hear about it all secondhand. So here's a question that I have for you. Who stole slash buried the rice? No, we know it's those bitches. Uh, When you say those bitches, who are the bitches? uh, Eve. Well, there's like fucking five. There's five people left and no one's owning up to it. It's not like Mick is. Eve knows she's going home. So she's like, fuck you guys and fuck your rice. Do we just think it was Eve? Uh, And Zoe. Even Zoe in tandem. I agree. Do we think Mick was in on it? Because he certainly seems to be playing it that he doesn't know where the rice is or didn't know where the ketchup was. I feel like Mick does know more than he is letting on to, Mm. but doesn't want to be like, oh, I know. Like, he helped them look for the ketchup. And like knows where it is. Classic cop fashion. He's seeing where the chips fall and then playing his loyalty. A hundred percent. And then, okay. But here's the question I have for you. Okay. I feel like there is this just like nastiness that comes out in regards to the money. Yeah, kind of. Or just like it does become this whole talking head of like, Oh, everyone is vocalizing that the million pounds are in reach more often. And, well, we can all taste it. You know, like we're all, it's right there. Is there, I don't remember having those types of conversations early U.S. Survivor. I think it's always been a little bit more about like the win versus the Mm. the money. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think if anyone, maybe editing, I wonder if this being an early season, it's Mm. more of a novel thing. Yeah, I hear you. And I do think if anyone were to be like, you know, it's not about the money, it's about the glory of winning Survivor. I'm like, sure, of course, winning in and of itself is part of it. But I think you're being very disingenuous if you pretend like you're not looking to win the money. (laughs) If a million dollars doesn't mean that much to you. Hmm. When you say nastiness, what do you mean by that? Um, I just like. Just that they're being like shitty. They're being cutthroat that they well, are and just like... like bringing up the money as like a, a focal point. Yeah, yeah. Where I feel like that necessarily hasn't been an advertised focal point in 
other seasons we've watched. No, you're right. It, it is something that, especially in modern Survivor, they don't talk about that much. They yeah. certainly do talk about it to an extent of like, you know, early in the season when the host will lay out what you're going to win. Obviously, it comes up then. Of course. But it isn't like, oh boy, there's five of us left. I, I fucking want that million. Right. I wonder just because if people, are they more self-aware that that, that, that doesn't, doesn't look off. good? Yeah. Here's my question for you. Why is Richard walking around wearing this purple kilt slash sheet draped around his waist for like the first half of this episode? Maybe because his underwear is really dirty and he had to wash it. He pooped his pants. Is that what you're saying? Or just he's been living in the same two pairs of underwear for 39 days and needed them both to get real cleaned. Sounds like you're very diplomatically saying he pooped his pants. <laughs> so Eve is feeling, talking about pooping your pants, Eve is feeling very vulnerable without Zoe being there. And she says that she does not trust three-fourths of the people remaining. And to show that, she's going to put the ketchup in her fucking bag. Does the ketchup... You're like way... Oh. Yeah, I'm not... Oh, no, 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 no. I guess you're right. Yeah, the ketchup does There's way more Ketchup Gate later. Yes. But the very beginning of Ketchup Gate is them looking for the ketchup and finding it in Eve's bag. I will say that the only person that Eve doesn't hate is Mick. He's the one-fourth whom she does not despise. And she meticulously breaks down all of her problems with the other three people. She does. And like is super fucking bitchy about Charlotte. Like says really like not gameplay, not just like personal fucking digs. And it's just icky. Well, in, in like a relentless fashion and as it will come up, just seemingly looking for opportunities to voice problems that you have with a person just like, Oh, okay. People rub you the wrong way. You don't like a person's personality. When it gets to you vocally having to air that all the time, apropos of nothing. I don't like the tone of your voice. I don't like how your voice, like, fuck off. Why are you so loud all the time? Right. You know what I mean? That's confrontational. That's very unpleasant. So, okay, yes. I forget that Ketchup Gate is a slow boil. It's a slow cook. It's it's not just throwing that brown sugar in some tomato sauce. Right now it's a tomato, and it's, it's got to turn into ketchup. They're, they're starting from the seedling. <laughs> so it's like, okay, where's the ketchup? The tomato ketchup has gone missing. missing. And they, they call it tomato ketchup. Yes. Specifically. Don't just say catsup or ketchup. They call it tomato. Well, okay. I don't. Do they have catsup, catsup in the UK? What the fuck is catsup? Catsup is cheap ketchup. I've never heard of that. You've never had catsup? No. It's gross. I think you get it at like the dollar store. Uh huh. Okay. Hans catsup instead of Heinz ketchup. Never. Okay. Hans catsup (laughs) from Germany. Nope, never heard of it. Anywho, the tomato ketchup has gone missing. Yes. And while Eve is out exploring, they decide to look through her bag. Because Mick says that he saw her stash it. it. So I think Mick might be a double agent. Yes. He's a fucking cop is what he is. He's a fucking pig. How do you feel about that? And not like greedy food pig. Well, he's that too. Like a oink oink cop. 
he can take the pig off of the island, which is London. Okay. And put him on a different island. But you can't take take the (laughs) officer out of the pig. Yes. Okay. That worked, right? Yeah. That was clear. Perfect. So they catch Eve red-handed. They catch up Eve (laughs) red-handed. Man, I thought my red-handed pun was good enough, but when you add the ketchup... Was that off the dome? (laughs) Yes. Damn. Uh, How do you feel about bag? off the bun. (laughs) Was that right off the bun? (laughs) Off the grill. Uh, How do we feel about bag peeking? Um... Because it comes up on our current season of Survivor South Africa as well. There's a lot of talk of some players are speaking on, you know, there's a way to play the game morally. And are there lines you don't cross? How do we feel? Someone in South Africa lays down like camp rules, which yeah. include no don't bag peeking. Yeah. And then another player is like, well, that's how that's yeah, pre that's pre-merge player talk. You know what I mean? That's how you don't win a million dollars. And a moment where he invokes the money and it's a little bit gross because he's also like justifying what some would say is shitty gameplay for money specifically. So, I mean, to me, it's a, it's a gray area that I have mixed feelings on. I think a bag peak in the right circumstances, not only appropriate, sometimes necessary. However, it needs to be like, you have to be fucking strategic, right? Like it has to be because they've like taken something or you suspect they're lying to you and you've like built a trust. Like obviously it can't cross into stealing of property or like fucking up someone's stuff or hiding (laughs) someone's personal items just for the sake of it. Oh, you mean like taking a knife to something in their bag? Well, okay. But see, we'll get into that too. That gets complicated where this whole thing gets so messy. We'll get there when we get there. I think as of this moment, it's okay because the ketchup is a tribal item. No matter what Eve thinks, it's a tribal item or at the very least, mm -hmm. it's a Richard Eve item. It is a Richard Eve item at minimum. So by taking it spitefully and hiding it in your bag, you do somewhat open the door for people to look through your bag. And if you also hid the rice, then that blows it wide open. A thousand percent. There might also, but this is the first season of Survivor UK. I would say in modern Survivor, there is maybe an expectation. And I guess this also takes being like a scholar or a student of the game to an extent. But like, do you have to have an expectation that your bag might be looked through? If you yeah, have a you bag gotta hide shit better than that. Yeah. If you just have it sitting out in the open and it's just sitting in your bag, like. But maybe not fair on season one of Survivor UK, where there's true. not much of Very a true. precedent set. Okay. Anything else before we head into reward? Um. Uh. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I just call Eve a kleptomaniac. Cool. And I love that Mick is fucking Eve over as she's praising him. She's mm-hmm. saying Mick is the only person on the island I like while Mick is throwing her under the bus. I love that, too. So we come to reward. Yes. <laughs> the last reward. Their final reward of the season. The very last thing you could win. And it's going to be the 
most exciting reward challenge to cap off the season you could imagine. And the best reward you could have asked for at this point. Exactly what you want when you've got three hard immunity challenges coming up. They're playing carnival games, as in they're looking at themselves in a mirror and then guessing how much weight they've lost. Yep. Which is a fun idea, but maybe not super exciting to watch. Not really. And the person to guess closest to the right amount of lost weight will win the reward. They are going in random order. (laughs) Still ends up with Charlotte first. She's gagged at her hair. And she looks at her ass. She says that she still has a fat ass. And Mick says, yep. So that's real appropriate. Mick said, yep. Yeah. Mick, you horn dog. Yeah. Jesus. She's like. Your daughter. Exactly. Come on. Disgusting, Mick. Did Charlotte suck Mick's dick? Oh, oh my God. Ick. I would be disgusted if I found out that Charlotte (laughs) sucked Mick's dick. Suck the sausage right out of his ass. <laughs> Anyways, let's not make vomiting noises into the microphone. I mean, anymore. I did not intentionally do that, but that is what happens when you talk about sucking. Charlotte sucking the sausage out of Mick's ass, Cody. <laughs> That's a pretty visceral thing to That say. was disgusting. Listen, uh, the listener won't be upset that you made a throw-up noise because they were also just doing that themselves. <laughs> So Charlotte guesses that she lost seven pounds. Correct. And not the currency, I'll remind you, but the weight. Are we surprised? Do you feel like they're playing to an American audience when they're saying things in Fahrenheit for the temperature? We're doing pounds for weight. Right. You're not talking about stones. Right. Well, they do actually mention stone for one person, but kilograms or Whatever they weigh things with over there. Feathers. <laughs> feathers. Buttons. I think they have a button <laughs> system. Uh, crumpets? Mum, I've lost two buttons today. And I'm not talking about on me. Knickers. Jumpers. <laughs> okay. Jumpers, knickers. Uh, next is Eve. Who's all like, look, I've got no hips. And she guesses that she's down... 10 pounds. 10 pounds. She also checks her ass out. She does. Doesn't vocalize it. But no. She turns around and gives it a little squeeze. Well, shaky, shaky. Then we've got Richard. He was at 194 pounds. Now, he's still draped in the sheet. He's still got his little purple kilt on. Yes. His pants, which he pooped in, are still drying. Maybe they don't fit him anymore. Because oh, they're too big. Because he's saying he lost 22 pounds, and he's guessing he's down to 172. Yes. Was at 194 at the entrance. Yes. And he also makes some crack about, oh, with the beard, that's got to be a couple pounds in itself. So then we roll on to Mick, who says that he has lost 29. No, I'm sorry. We roll into, I was looking at the wrong part of my notes. Jackie, who thinks, she gives a specific weight. She's like, I think I weigh 129 pounds. Which is guessing that it's 19 pounds down from her initial. A different angle. She doesn't guess a number. She guesses how much I currently weigh, and then Mark Austin does the the subtraction based on their initial weigh-in. Interesting. I don't think it's the smart method to go. I don't know. Then we've got Mick who we learned was 191 upon entrance. He whistles at himself. He calls for a medic. Yes. And he's like, oh, where am I? I'm wasting away. 
I do think Mick is still continuing to look remarkably youthful as the season goes on. I mean, he was 191 pounds initially, and he's guessing that he's 25 pounds down. All right. So then we get the results. And it's about as exciting as it is for us just to run through. (laughs) There's really nothing else to do but just say the numbers, right? Correct. Char has lost. Charlotte has lost 11 pounds. She was four off of her guess. Eve has also lost 11 pounds. Was one out from her guess. Richard has lost 29 pounds, which is two stone. But seven off his guess. Jackie has lost 17 pounds. Only two off from her guess. And Mick has lost the most weight. No. No, A tie with Richard at 29 pounds. Four off of his guess. So noticing that lifestyle change really affects men more than women. Oh, yeah. In weight loss. That Eve was maybe like in decent shape coming into it, as were some of the other ladies. They had less just uh, passive weight to lose, maybe. Yeah. And because Eve was only one away, what did she win, Cody? A delicious chocolate cake. That she has to eat in one minute. No. That was Mark... so, he tried to make a joke and nobody like chuckled for him or anything. I think she was just shocked at the information she was giving <laughs> and how awful that was going to be. You know, I think Mark Austin's really coming into his own. He is starting to play with things more, and it's really fun. He's cracking jokes. He's having fun. He's asking questions. He's baking cakes. It's not expecting. <laughs> expectant for anyone. Do you think he made this cake? Yeah, I mean, that's what he's doing when he's not, like, voicing over the challenges and stuff. He's just back at the house baking. Uh, it's a pretty big cake. It's like a big sheet cake. And then we roll into post reward eve decides to share the cake with everyone essentially making the challenge completely pointless i mean it's nice to share but it's like okay yeah i guess we're just all eating cake now she does say that she could have taken it down to the beach and ate a lot of it which i doubt i doubt you could sit and eat an entire chocolate cake and if you did eve you'd be so sick for the last week of challenges it'd be pointless the cake itself is huge and they're each eating a pretty massive slice of cake. This is a disgusting final reward. You would not feel good. No. It's like you're going to have horrible bowel movements from all the sugar. <laughs> well, and they talk about it. They just feel sugar drunk. You haven't had sugar for like 30 days. You're eating rice. You're being super physically active. And then you're just going to... this. Seemingly, it does not look super high quality. I don't even know if it would matter if it was quality-wise. But right, a big sh- chocolate sheet cake. All carbs and sugar. That would be awful at this point. Like, that is so unrewarding as a reward. I would feel so disappointed. And then Richard talks to Mick, and he's like, Hey, bro, you know, we never really strategize. Me and you. We never connect, baby. Totally. And uh, he points that out to Mick and they, I don't know, nothing really comes of it. They strategize a little bit. It's like we're kind of just on opposite sides or we have been. But right maybe now, that our we're game the last play, fellas. we might start to come together. Um, I don't remember if this is Charlotte talking about someone or someone talking about Charlotte. But they're talking about how someone is hanging about like a bad smell. I think it's Charlotte talking to Jackie and they're both just speaking on like, oh, it's crazy that we've gotten this far. 
and oh you know like oh jackie you've worked so hard well me i've just kind of hung around like a bad smell like i'm just kind of i think it's charlotte doing some like light-hearted self-deprecation okay we get jackie saying that she's had kind of a weird relationship with richard over the course of the season (gasps) there's been some turbulence to it some ups and downs but jackie sucked richard's dick they always work it out. They always find themselves working together again. By getting his dick sucked. I'd be shocked if it was Jackie, but uh, maybe. I'm so, it's, I'm so curious. Soon. We're so close to Eve. finding out. It's got to be Eve. I really, I don't know. Oh, Eve? Right? You think it was Eve? Yeah. That's why she was so feisty? Yeah. What if it was Eve sucking Mark Austin with Mr. Mustard using the candlestick? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Um, And then we're rolling into day 36. Rolling into day 36, coming in to the immunity challenge. Let me set the scene. Sunrise at the Sandspit. We come in, entering in media res. The challenge has already begun. Chigo, what? Let me explain, says Mark Austin. Right. They've been up there 30 minutes. They have to stand on a like wooden stump. Kind of and a, there's it's raised up. Right. A raised wooden stump with a taller wooden stump in the center. And every 30 minutes they have to rotate one wooden stump around without removing a hand from this large center stump ever. I would just call it a pole. Pole. It's like yeah. a wooden pole in the middle. It's not really a large wooden stump. I mean, it's not a skinny pole though. It's this it feels like the same thickness. I don't think it's the same I don't thickness. Mm. Anyways. Um, Yes, they are touching a pole and walking around it in a circle. And yeah, you can't. It's classic endurance, right? Classic live reality. Like, this is such an LRG college vibe challenge. And for this to be like the final challenge is kind of funny. I feel like they often. Oh, it's not the final challenge. Sorry. They will often throw some type of long-standing endurance challenge at this point in the game, I feel like. Maybe there's usually one more element to it to make it not last the time that this one does. Or usually it's like an individual, like... You're holding on to something. Yeah. It's slightly more difficult than just putting your hand on something, so it does have that added challenge you're like holding an amount of weight or something or you have like a small ledge that your feet doesn't fully fit on or like something like that but they begin and immediately eve starts in on charlotte uh asking her why she speaks so loudly telling her that she yells everything and i feel like charlotte has now adopted this tactic of just kind of Oh, I didn't realize I did speak so loudly. Or, oh, okay. Sure, Eve. Yeah, you bet, girl. Realizing that Eve is just going to be a, a jerk to her no matter what. You can say bitch. I, I mean, saw it on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> Listen, as a man, I try to avoid calling women bitches. Just as, you know, a compass in life to follow. Eve was a motherfucking bitch. It is just like... I don't know if it's a tactic to try to get Charlotte out or what is going on, or she just has a bee in her bonnet. It's like she has this captive audience where Charlotte has to listen to her. So why not be nasty? nasty? Or it's just like, 
oh, I don't like any of these people. And every talking head, she mentions how she hates all of them except Mick. So maybe she just cannot contain her disdain. And she has, she's like two feet away from Char looking directly at her and just feels the need to start airing her grievances. Yeah. Uh, I definitely get that vibe. And then we get this moment. Oh my gosh. I forgot about this. Where Charlotte gets her period. Right. It's like, you don't quite know what's happening at first. I'm like, maybe she has to use the bathroom, but she's like moving around, expressing discomfort. And then she explains to the group what's going on. And it, you can tell Richard is very uncomfortable. He is not at all comfortable with the fact that a woman is going to have blood dripping from her, like super grosses him out. But they do. They're all okay with Charlotte taking a moment to presumably put in a tampon or take care of it to some extent. Right. Except for Eve, who puts her foot down. What if I had to go take a shit? You wouldn't let me get off and go take a shit. So why should she get to go put in a fucking tampon? It raises an interesting question because it's like, okay, I get it. Right. You're doing the endurance challenge and obviously like getting down to use the bathroom is off limits. And this is a, a natural bodily function. And it's part of that. But it does put a burden on people with vaginas and people who have their periods that isn't on people who don't get a period so i mean isn't that kind of unfair in itself and if everyone else competing is fine with it and i'm sure if ever it's interesting that production allows the tribe to make that call that yeah. they don't like no we're gonna allow charlotte to take to care that. of this but it like see as it's presented in the episode it's like oh were they going to let charlotte do it until eve said no or was it going to be a no-go regardless right or was it just a you guys i don't know what do you think because to you right it's kind of a cop out to like put it on eve and kind of shitty to charlotte to allow eve to make that call she doesn't make the rules she's competing in the challenge but i guess it's like well if somebody feels like it's an unfair advantage like there's nothing we can do about it unless like oh we're all gonna we're gonna let you all step off while eve goes and puts in a tampon or while charlotte goes and puts in a tampon but then it's like everybody else gets to sit and be off their feet while Charlotte has to walk and go put in a fucking tampon. So it's like, I don't know. Where I don't do you know. find this? I don't hate the idea of, okay, yes, we're going to pause the challenge briefly, meaning that the three of you can do whatever until Charlotte's back. And yes, Charlotte can be like, well, that's unfair because I'm going to be putting in a tampon and not sitting during this time. But it's like, I don't know. You're getting to get exactly, exactly. You're getting, I think that would be fair and completely fine. And it makes sense to me for an allowance for someone getting their period that's not quite the same thing as just having to use the bathroom. No, because you can't hold that in. It's not something that you like, oh, I'm gonna clamp my fucking vagina muscles and I won't drip blood down my leg. No, that doesn't fucking happen. Does that not work? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) you can't clamp your vagina muscles i mean you can but it's not going to keep blood from dripping out of your vagina i was joking okay clamp them too hard more blood's just gonna come so i i do really think that they should have allowed her to stop i agree it seems like such also because like you said richard is very uncomfortable and it is blood and 
you know, it's not like, oh, I have to pee. There's not going to be urine streaking down my pants. I'll stop before that happens. But if you can't prevent the blood, it is almost like a, a bodily fluid thing of let her take care of it. And we're in close proximity. And for, I'm like, going to go stand yeah. on that pole that your blood's been dripping on. What if I have a cut in or, my foot? Yeah, like, yeah. For sanitation purposes, mm-hmm. why not? Like, honestly, if you're standing on there and you have blood dripping down your leg, it will end up on the wooden thing. Then you're rotating around this thing. Yeah. Someone will be standing in her blood. It's like valid. She she pulls a Richard and gets some type of thing to drape around her waist. Yes. Now, there is another hazard to menstruating in the jungle, Jackie. It attracted those. the inhabitants of Snake Island. I, I mean, I was about to make that joke, so I'm glad you also did. A giant fucking poisonous, deadly snake comes slithering around their feet at fucking four hours. Hungry for blood. No, thank you. Hungry for menstrual My blood. My God, that'd be terrifying. You know, they say menstruating is the devil's curse right mm. it's satan seeping out of <gasps> no your pussy no wonder it attracts snakes exactly that's why it attracted snakes it was probably lucifer himself I mean, famously lives on snake island during the summer months come on he vacations on snake island he winters at mar-a-lago oh perfect <laughs> uh okay so then i do love the camera shots spinning around the circle of the people so, at the pole i mean this is not maybe this is the one that you should voiceover you could, you could literally it. do all of them you could do any of them okay can you imagine it's like i've been up here for five hours and there's some camera dude like running around us Whee! making like some artistic fucking annoying get out of here dude fucking i'm gonna kick you um and then seven and a half hours over a hundred degrees fahrenheit again they're not using celsius or the british standard of time Wobbly knoblies. Wobbly 7.5 hours, which I think equates to 42 wobbly knoblies. Okay. Mick just can't do it anymore. He's like, oh, I can't go another hour. Everyone's trying to buck him up to keep him in. He says he's going to faint. And then they're all like, well, don't faint. Okay. Get out of here before you fucking faint, Mick. Go find that sausage, Mick. He tells them not to shake his hand because he doesn't want them to mess up their game trying to (laughs) congratulate him. Okay. Okay, Mick. And then hilariously, as Mick leaves, the soundtrack chooses to, like, steal drums, play him off. Right. This extended steel drum solo as Mick leaves. I I feel like it was giving him a little sad victory goodbye. He got (laughs) a bigger moment as he exited than anyone else. He I was know. the first to go. Um, Mick is convinced that Richard is going to outstay Eve and thinks it's completely pointless for Jackie or Charlotte to be playing. And specifically that it's like a personal vendetta between Richard and Eve as far as them duking it out to the end. Yeah. And then at around the eight hour mark, Storm starts a brewing. But not brewing hard enough. Charlotte, I wonder if it's because she's standing for so long or because of the impending storm, but her ankles begin to swell. So at eight hours and 45 minutes, she's like, all right, that's me. Peace out. A-town. I noticed that Richard's wearing a Thermatech hat. Oh. 
Do you think that's where he's getting all his power? Mm, probably. Something, I think it's some company that looks into like if uh, jet fuel can melt <laughs> steel beams. It's really? Something, some involvement with that. It's very interesting. Weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just agree with anything you say. Um, <laughs> bad weather that gets was a there. Deep, that was a deep cut 9 11 conspiracy reference. Oh, Jesus. Um, it's some Pentagon uh, contractor, Thermatech. Oh, yeah. Okay. Strange that he'd be wearing this hat ah, at this point. Hmm. Weird. So, Shar says that her knees are in agony and she's mentally and physically exhausted. She's hanging out with Mick back at camp. Yes. They're like, oh, and Mick does make a good point of. You know, Richard and Char- Richard and Eve are going to duke it out. And it's kind of crazy that Jackie's still yes, up there. Yes, he does seem very surprised by the Jackie bit. And then he hopes that she doesn't, like, fuck her body up for, for the, the rest day. of the game by trying to go too long in this challenge that ultimately she doesn't need to be going so hard at. True. Mick is thinking smart. He's thinking his mind is clearer than it's ever been. So, and and also Mick and Charlotte are like, how much rice do we make? For two, two, three, everybody? I don't know. How much rice do I make? Yeah. Do I eat all the rice? Do I eat the stuff? rice? Now, am I allowed to do Jewish accents? Nope. Jewish American accents? Nope. Uh, <laughs> at 11 and a half hours, bad weather fully comes in. And Jackie still sticks with it for two more hours. I know. So crazy. So crazy. So at three... 13 and a half hours, Jackie calls it quits. Then Can't do it anymore. Fight of the century, Richard versus Eve. Just kidding. Richard sings a little bit. It starts to slowly erode Jackie's mental state. And then uh, Richard, who seems to just slip into some like insane manic mood. Jackie's going to play a clip now, but we'll also post this to our social media. You really, you can't see. Five minutes after Jackie gave up because of the weather, Richard seems unaffected by the wind and rain. <laughs> okay. So that's Mark Austin speaking, and the visual is Richard has an insane look on his face. It is absolutely insane. He's got island madness. <laughs> yes, that's the start of the video playing again. Yes. And then Eve very quickly just says, the weather's the weather has broken me. And she packs it in. Like every challenge this season, it's incredibly anticlimactic. And hashtag Mr. Bubble. He takes it. Go, Mr. Bubble. And, you know, with that, I think we should head to a little breaky-boo. I think we should, too. But I just want to pull up one thing here. Because you don't know who Mr. Bubble is, do you? I have no idea who Mr. Bubble is. That guy's creepy looking. Mr. Bubbles awesome. What are you talking about? Mr. Bubbles. Uh oh. Uh oh. You were joking that Mr. Bubbles a pedophile last time, and this commercial is not helping my case. Not at all. You don't like his deep baritone or him, him bubbling up those children? And I'm going to rub bubbles all over you, little baby. 
You don't have to rob or scrub. Mr. Bubble bubbles you clean. Softens your skin with lanolin, but never leaves a bathtub. It's also weird that in this commercial, there's two children in the tub. I don't need to see that on my fucking television no. screen. My name is Mr. Bubble, and you can watch me pop. <sighs> That's a really, really inappropriate. My name is Mr. Bubble, and you can watch me pop. Hmm. Maybe hmm. Mr. Bubble is a sex pervert. Maybe Richard's a sex pervert. I mean, probably. All right. With that, let's head to a break. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Coming back to the number one <laughs> song in the UK, the week of September 15th, 2001. <laughs> this is fucked up. Bob the Builder's version of Mambo number five. And it seems to be some weird UK Bob the Builder. Yes. I had to confirm that this song was released this week in 2001. And, and I'm it was from, that number one? Was that number one? What the fuck? Something that surely deserves more looking into. I wonder if it's because the whole world was so sad, only little kids were listening to music. Um, also, it's like it's got a rebuilding vibe to it. Rebuild those towers. With Bob the Builder. That's maybe awful. It's kind of jazzy. This is also being played from an album of UK children's favorites. Proving to me that it was wildly popular. This is ridiculous. If Fuck you're a little twice. UK baby, tweet at us letting us know if you spent the days after 9-11 dancing to this song. A little bit of digging on the roads. A little bit of tiling on the roof. What was that last part? Baking, a little bit of proof. Did he say a little bit of hunting Al Qaeda in the Middle East? Oh my God. A little bit of terrorism in the skies. Couple of crashes. Oh, that flies. <laughs> Manic <laughs> laughter. Oh no, the world is crumbling. Did you say tractor. Tra tractor. Airplane. Trash. <laughs> a little bit of timber in the saw. Yeah, I don't know. The song does kind of have militaristic vibes to it, doesn't it? This is the song that England prepared to march to war to. A little bit of concrete mixed with sand. A little bit That's of what steel. I'll bury them in. <laughs> steel towers don't melt with jet fuel. Who is behind the towers falling? Who is gonna get macheted? Don't forget that Bush is a war criminal. 
Then we're gonna murder the incels. The incels? We should murder the incels. All right. So coming back to a little bit of Mambo number five. <laughs> we need to stop doing 9-11 jokes on our podcast. I don't think there's mm. ever been a better. We need to stop saying cunt and making 9-11 jokes on our <laughs> podcast. I'm going to make a T-shirt. We're going to get into screen printing. So look for some Survivor Cast International T-shirts coming your way. And one of our Survivor Cast International T-shirts should say on the front, we need to stop making 9-11 jokes and saying cunt on our podcast. <laughs> and on the back, it says Survivor Cast International. <laughs> I don't know if that's good advertisement, Foo. And what if it was a vagina as the image and the clit is the two towers? That's really not appropriate. <laughs> okay. Pretty sure you were just canceled by a whole nother group of people. That shirt coming spring 2023. <laughs> okay, let's come back from our ward where they make some rice for everybody. Even Richard's friends making him some rice on their return from their hearty endurance challenge. Eve says that she's resigned to her fate. And she again tells Mick how much she hates everyone else. Mick is kind of confronting her about the ketchup situation, and she takes the insane stance of. Listen, the ketchup is mine. Yep. And hiding it is just a lark, so it doesn't matter anyways. It's just a little fun joke, you little fuckers. It's a hilarious, like, a posture people take when you catch them doing something shitty. They give you a justification. It's fine that I did it because it belongs to me. And then a further justification that kind of throws the first one out of balance by saying, plus it was all a joke anyways. Yeah, so it's like, well, if it's your ketchup and it's totally justified that you're taking it, why are you? Why is it a joke that you're hiding it? It's, I agree. It doesn't really. Those two things don't match up. They don't align, you little hussy baby. You little hussy baby. Now, Eve kind of brings up the whole Charlotte thing in a very nasty way. Can I? Okay, I'm sorry. Just to rewind, because you said Eve is resigned to her fate. Yes, it's an. It's fascinating, right? Because she's not scrambling or making any deals or trying to do anything nope. to stay on the island. She, okay, I know this is jumping ahead a little bit, but she specifically parallels it to feeling like a prisoner on death <laughs> row. You know. Fucking privileged white bitch not modeling <laughs> or over the top at all not at all being voted off the reality television show where i'm competing for a million pounds is like a prisoner going to death row not even just being in prison but to be executed by the state pretty sure that this should be a different result for her now i said executed by the state which is how it works here in jolly old usa where we're killing people left and right but do they have death penalties in the UK? And does the queen just chop your head off? They still use the stocks. Really? So they like put the like wooden thing and let people throw rotten vegetables at you for a week. Until you're dead? No, just for a week. And then they let the queen chop your head off. In the Tower of London. Exactly. Okay. It's a better system. More humane. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Uh, 
Vamp, 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 vamp. So just she that she's, about... she's fucking like packing her bags and everything. Uh -huh. and it's just crazy. It speaks to a, an earlier time period of the game, I guess. Right. Where it's like, I know there's nothing I can do, so I'm not even going to fucking try. It's like, I'm done. We get this time period where Eve is fully away from the rest of the tribe for an extended amount of time. And while she's doing this, she's doing like a talking head and all that kind of fucking shit. She talks about she like specifically quotes that she thinks it's pathetic to have Charlotte step off because of her period, just because she's a girl. It's like, it's like, it's weirdly high roading Charlotte. Right. Acting as if like, she's being immature. Anti-feminist or some bullshit like that, where I think Eve was just like trying to change the narrative of her being a bitch. I think Eve is without a question, a turf. There's a lot of uh, UK turfs. It's a, a particular problem in the UK. Just imagine her being a lady of like real women, you know, drawing certain lines in the sand. Comes across that way to me. Real all. women shut up and suck dick. That's what Eve says yes. on the island for a million dollars. Anyways. While uh, sucking mixed dick. It's just a little bizarre for her to have like these deep, deep menstruating convictions that it, it is like an affront to womanhood and toughness that Charlotte would step down to take care of something like that in this instance. Now, speaking of menstruation and of Eve stepping away, when Eve is away, they decide to go through Eve's bag because there are only five wet tampons left in camp after Eve has packed up her bag. They're so that's them... why they decide okay. to look through Eve's bag initially. Yes. The second. Yes, yes, yes. They haven't looked through it yet for the ketchup. For the, you're right. That hasn't happened yet. No, they did. They did. So this is the second bag peeping. Yes. yes. They're calling the tampons Lilettes at first, and I wasn't sure what they were referring to. But then it does become clear that they are talking about tampons. Um. It's funny, Jackie, looking through Eve's bag, you feel her monologuing to the camera of like, I'm not stealing. We're just looking for things that belong to the tribe. Really, you know, trying to play to what might be a bad edit. So, like, they take half a dozen dry, nice tampons because, you know, Eve's about to go to fucking... Ponder like the equivalent to Ponderosa, where presumably you're given fucking clean tampons. Presumably, and, and they also there's some other stuff she's taken, some like ponchos and dry stuff, and they speak on specifically that they have a small amount of them, and Eve is clearly hoarding them. I think they say like, oh, we specifically have four ponchos. And there are four of us left when Eve leaves. It's weird that she's taking multiple ponchos. It makes her look so bad. Yes. Then we get another talking head of Eve talking about how she can't help but take the situation personally because she hates three fourths of the people. So it's a personal issue. That's you. That's I know, you creating I know. It a fucking personal is issue, you dumb bitch. And while she's doing that, they this is when they see it's not really it's a gray area of are they defacing Eve's property? They cut Are holes. they defacing their own property? Right. It's like they're not fucking up shit that is something she brought with her 
from her personal life. Right. They're cutting up something that was like a reward that she's bringing home instead of leaving for the people still in, which I don't think anyone else got to do. Right. Like, no, you don't like it's very strange to be like, I know I'm being voted off tonight. So I'm going to gather up a bunch of shit that are both mementos and things that might make my time at Ponderosa or my next little stage. Or between, bringing things home for my for kids. For mementos. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, she's like, oh, chopsticks. She mentioned shit like that. If it's something that you made that is yours, fine. Cool. But a poncho that is obviously the people still in the game are going to want to utilize this is really fucking stupid to take. Absolutely. And... Along with that, she's now moved the ketchup from her bag to under the floorboards. Assuming that people are going to go through her bag, question mark. I know. Tensions are very high, too, where they're telling Richard to cut cow into the back of the yeah, poncho. And I think he does. He definitely carves a specific word, which is getting really nasty getting on very, everyone's end. So nasty on both ends. I have never seen it devolve into such nastiness on Survivor. Speaking of nastiness. Well, and they also hide uh, the rice from so Eve. So gross. Well, they hide the rice from Eve. Well, they hide, she'll fuck with yes. it. Yes. And they, like, know that she's fucked with the ketchup and stuff. And then she goes back to camp and she's like, well... Speaking of the ketchup, she takes it and walks off into the woods. And she's like, well, I was going to pour it into my little container to bring it home. I think she has some in a little container. Oh, okay. She's bringing some home in a little container. And she's like, I'm going to eat this tonight and fucking love every spiteful, delicious, tomato-y moment of it. Which is just like, lady, come on. You're fucking, you're down the rabbit hole of revenge. Pull up, Eve. And she's like, I was going to pour this out, but instead, I'm hungry. Why don't I just drink it? They're drinking tea back at camp and, oh, and then just downs it, just chugs it. And it's so watery. I don't know if UK catsup ketchup is that consistency normally, or she poured some fucking salt water, some ocean water into it. I mean, it's also been sitting in the hot sun for weeks and weeks and weeks. So maybe that's helped with the breakdown. I'm sorry. I know you hate when I make that noise, but just like even talking about it is disgusting. It it makes my stomach turn. I like imagining her chugging it. It's you have crossed the Rubicon of madness, Eve. Beyond crossed, Eve. (laughs) You have entered the space where no one holds respect for you any longer. You're a clown. You're a Christmas clown on Hanukkah. Now I really hope she sucks someone's dick. (laughs) All right. So. Day 37. uh, I just want to rewind a little bit because there's also this moment where (laughs) the before Eve chugs the ketchup. Cody, are you saying that I skipped over shit? Just one funny moment I want to highlight. (laughs) Fucking Mick as they're hardcore just bonding over their hatred of Eve. Mick is like, I've really learned how dangerous women Women can can be be. through playing this game. And Jackie responds, not all women, while they're, like, actively destroyed. Hashtag not all women. Just like the classic, you know, insecure men when you criticize, like, oh, you know, toxic masculinity. And then the quick, oh, not all men. To get a not all women. Yes. Way back in 2001. Also for Mick to completely take the wrong lesson of... Women sure are dangerous and conniving <laughs> bitches, right? <laughs> it's like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Know your audience, Mick. Fucking hell. 
Yes. Uh, just a real, a real low slump. Because literally it's, a third of this episode is just Eve drama. It's just nasty. This episode is nasty in so many ways. Personality, inner communities, interactions. Physical, and just like, like watching the, Eve uh, eat yeah. Okay, and then we end on Jackie saying Eve isn't stupid, but she is a nasty liar. I agree. You can't trust her. And then we roll to tribal. We roll to our host saying it's day 37 and tonight is the first of four successive nights of tribal. I love Mark Austin setting the stage. And it will end with two fighting for the million. And we have to go to a segment that I would have never expected would be a recurring segment on UK tribal, but T-shirt 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 corner yeah fuck so okay did you look these up well there's only one i need to look up but okay. yes we've got zoe our newest addition Hiding in the corner to the jury yes. never love zoe more than i love her right now exactly she has no silly theme t-shirt on and she's she... the best she's the best part of the jury right now by a long shot she looks uncomfortable to be associated <laughs> by these three idiots in their t-shirts. Well, I mean, this lesbian woman is now sitting with these three hardcore Bible banging, like, inappropriate. Like, I hope one of the three of them got their dick sucked. <laughs> and I hope it was by fucking Eve. I, this is what I hope. This, like, moving from the ketchup situation into these fucking three yahoos at tribal i'm like uk is insane it it's is. really jumped the shark but andy and james are both wearing sunglasses Andy's it's so bright um, yes andy's shirt in quotes on the shirt says i'll be back I'll be back. I can't there help but feel like it's a, a Schwarzenegger Terminator reference. It must be, I guess. What does that mean? I don't fucking know. What does it mean in the context of Andy in the game at this moment? That his his viewpoint makes the impact, so he's coming back, baby. James, his also in quotes says, "Respect the family." Which are these like movie quotes? Is or he is quoting that in reference to someone who is married sucking someone's dick? Just the fact that it's a quote makes me feel like it's a movie quote. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I think they're both in relation to cunnilingus going on. I think so. Is cunnilingus when you suck someone's dick or is that when you're eating a pussy? I think it's when you're eating pussy. Hmm. Okay. And then we've got Mr. Bible himself. I'm looking for his name. Peter. His shirt says M-I-C. K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Mickey Mouse. Donald Duck. Mickey Mouse. No. Donald it says M-I-C. 20.7.91. Okay. I don't know what the M-I-C stands for. Michael, maybe? But I found a psalm. A palm. How do you say P-S-A? Psalm. Psalm. Psalm 91. And the new international version is what came up multiple times when I Googled this. Okay. Here we go. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fouler snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover... Cover you with his feathers, 
and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. Lots of pestilence talk. Yeah. Nor the plague that destroy at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Almost done. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high, (laughs) the most high, wink, wink, your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angles concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands. Angels. Angles. So that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I freaked out dog on the pot. You did. You scared her so much. <laughs> she was sleeping so pleasantly. And then you started yelling Bible verses. And she's just like terrified. Also a child sleeping over at her house right now. And maybe shouldn't be screaming Bible verses in her podcast studio. <laughs> you know, gay children, parents <laughs> screaming Bible verses. Seems to go hand in hand. I just want to save them. <laughs> God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's what Peter's t-shirt says. Um, And Richard's got a mud face. <laughs> His face is full on mud. He, every tribal. <laughs> Richard, he really, he dives Richard's deep into the mud Richard's going to win volcano. only because of his mud commitment. Mud commitment. Hashtag mud commitment. He looks so funny, every tribal being decked head to toe in mud i love it i love it too okay so then eve says she's made no mistakes my okay so do you think remember in survivor 42 when high in them like spread blood on their chest no i just wonder sometimes if watching that season in like 20 years will be similar to to watching this 20 now. years out. Okay. Or if modern Survivor will have those moments that are just like, this is so bizarre and plays so oddly to a modern audience. Maybe. I mean, I mean sure, right? Most definitely. There, I was watching some old season of American Survivor and there are people like literally like making out at night. And oh, it's God, like, really? Yeah. It's like, we don't fucking see that shit anymore either. Because it's gross and uncut, right? I don't want that yeah. on the island. It's so funny. Maybe it'll go further. And in 20 years, like we'll be watching Eve suck mixed dick on the island. You'll just full on see it. You see everything at all times. So I suck mixed dick today. I'm hoping he comes through for me at tribal. And if you mean, you know what I mean about coming through. Um, Yeah. Eve's going to go home with her head held high because she knows it's her. Well, Mick calls out Eve's behavior a little bit, saying that she's just, like, really nasty to Charlotte during immunity. And then Jackie calls Eve out over the 
tampon situation, full on saying that Eve is being inhumane. And Eve's like, oh, yeah, I took some tampons. And after they went through my fucking bag and took some back. And she's just like, I don't know. She takes this stance of I knew I was going to be on my period. So I took some for myself, which it just doesn't seem to really hold up under scrutiny. No, bitch. You're taking things from people who are actively playing a game where they know for sure they have nothing when you're probably going into like. Some a situation where you can assume you're going to have some creature comforts and maybe not anything that you need, but certainly some. I mean, maybe her point is like, if I take these, it's like the production isn't going to not give her more tampons and I'm going to a hotel where I'm going to have to pay for them is maybe her thought. Well, that's a fucking shitty thought. (laughs) It is. So then Charlotte and then, yes, Eve says she made zero mistakes (laughs) and played a perfect game and we'll look back smiling because uh, she got that d <laughs> i sucked so much dick on this island you don't even know <laughs> animals birds mick god the host that's why he's always quiet during challenges <laughs> right. just getting his dick sucked where did mark and eve go again <laughs> charlotte goes to vote I had first. to explain to her the rules again she needs those pictorial descriptions she remember always confused charlotte uh votes evokes Macbeth while voting off Eve. She does the toil and trouble line from Macbeth. Yeah. It's a little much. Way too much. It's not your cup of tea to be quoting Shakespeare, Charlotte. No, not really. Let's stick to our strengths. It Dick almost, suck it. I bet it comes... <laughs> <laughs> no. It's fucking Richard sucking Mick's dick. I would be amazed. No, it's Mick sucking Richard's dick. What if it was Mick sucking his own dick? What if that's what comes out? Oh, (laughs) fuck. That's sausage. I just Um, can't help but speculate until we find out. Pointing my finger. It's so hard to not talk about it. I mean, it should not be this much conversation. (laughs) It probably shouldn't be. All we're talking about is dick sucking and 9-11 on this Uh, product. So much so that when we fucking played a clip that someone said in front of our kids. Yeah, someone played a random clip and it's me talking about <laughs> someone sucking chocolate off of another person's penis. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me explain. My child who's 15, I will not, not like four. I'm not explaining this to a little baby. I mean, isn't it worse that they fully understand it? <laughs> no, it's not worse. It's bratwurst. <laughs> I only said that because it rhymed. I and then I'm like, yeah, I Jesus find myself Christ. explaining that like there's a mystery afoot. <laughs> Suck gate 22, 2022. <laughs> oh my life, my life. Yes. Voting. <laughs> yes, back to voting. <laughs> All we do is talk about sucking dick and 9-11 is also a great t-shirt idea for the uh, <laughs> podcast. So then Jackie, while voting for Eve, calls her a nasty, narrow-minded piece of work. Eve votes for Jackie. And what does Eve say? I just can't stand you. And then crumples the vote off as she like she doesn't just put it into the thing. She actively crumples it up and puts it into the container. What a great role model for your children, Eve. I know. Imagine someone watching this back and being an yeah. Eve family member. No, it's can not you, good. Can you imagine also like being Eve Eve's husband and watching this with her and you have to, it's like, oh, you look so bad, how uncomfortable that would be. And then having to be on her Supportive, side. Yeah. 
thank God this is before the internet really oh is my goodness. to the level it is now. I mean, Eve will probably never listen to us rail against how awful she is. Isn't that great? She's listening right now <laughs> and loving it. I hope she's doing the thing that she does at the very end, which we'll get to. The votes come in, Jackie. Yes, they do. As Mark Austin reads the votes, he looks very scared or sad or sickly to me. I think he's sad because Eve had sucked his dick. He's losing his... No. What's happening is he was trying to, like, brush it off, but she keeps wanting more. Oh, man. And now that she's voted off, there's no reason why it can't just be happening all the time. You're right. You said we could be together once I was voted off the island, Mark. You said that dick would be mine. Oh, Lord, I knew this day would come eventually. (laughs) (laughs) You're awful people. One vote for Jackie. (laughs) Four votes for Eve. Pew, 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 pew. Eve is very eager to get snuffed. Yes. She's like making a beeline to Mark Austin. Wants to run away. She She snuffs herself, and then she tells Mick... Good luck. You're gonna need it. And she's very composed until the very, very end where she's solo on camera and then she gets a real ugly cry face going on. And she says, quote, of the four left, I only want Mick to win. I can't stand the other three. To win this game, you've got to be a devious liar. So it's fitting that one of those three will win. And then she says that her husband's with her every day, living in her head, telling her what to do, and that she's not responsible for her own actions because he has been the puppet master all along. It's a real crazy note to end on. That's a real fucking psycho thing to say. It almost feels like it's a delirious dream you had and it didn't actually get happen. But, you know. It happened. Okay. Hashtag trust no one. Hashtag don't trust your husband. Hashtag don't (laughs) trust your husband. If there's one thing you could learn from this pod, don't trust your husband. And carry your dog. If you're on Pulau Tiga, you might not trust your husband. If you're on Pulau Tiga, you might have sucked a married dick. (laughs) A married dick. Well, and goodbye, Eve. That's what we call dicks with those like penis rings. A married dick. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to be a man <laughs> with a wife. You just have a dick through your penis. A uh, ring through uh, your penis. A dick through your penis. That would be terrifying. I was born with like a, a second cross, penis. Yeah, I've got a, a cross cr- penis. I've got a cross penis. Okay. I've got a vestigial dick growing <laughs> through my normal That dick. would hurt so bad to no, try to enter it. It, it feels so it. good. Mm. Uh, does it also get hard or does it stay flaccid so it's just like (laughs) it's like an extended um, uh, like skin if you were uncircumcised it gets cold Oh, ice cold (laughs) well what a disgusting (laughs) over maybe talked about dick way too much this episode (laughs) over God Save the Queen too of all things Do you think anyone has ever made like C tier? You might be a redneck jokes and then disgusting phallic deformity jokes over God Saves the Queen in their podcast before. I think we're a one and only boo. Follow us at INT Survivor Cast. Find all of our other wonderful, disgusting, lewd content. And go check our Instagram for pics of dog of the pod. And those are much cuter. 
And we'll see you next Monday for UK Mondays. We'll see you Sundays for South African Sundays. And Friday for Philly Fridays. Good night. God save the queen. You've just listened to a Reality Pod International podcast. Find more episodes and other great shows at RealityPodInt on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe, and find us on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. We really are in the schoolgirl days of the pod, don't you think? I mean, I agree, but. You went into this too quickly, Cody. I mean, that's how we start the episode. No, no. What I'm saying is, you're Cody. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And we have a third member this week. Yeah, we've got Dog of the Pod Sophie in here as well. Sophie is sleeping away. And today in the pod... To UK with love, episode number twelve. Kulau Tigeridux. With love. To UK with love. What time is it, Cody? To talk about UK, I believe. Do you have any... This the song's very funny. I know. It's the end of the school year song. Mm. End of the school year. Summertime right now. It's almost the end of summertime, actually, so this song is completely irrelevant and almost the opposite of what's about to happen. <laughs> and I'm really disappointed about that. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we have kind of a sleepy roll into this episode, but I love it because it's such a. Sp- you always say we have a sleepy roll. <laughs> you always think we have a sleepy podcast. It's such a spicy episode. It's okay to start off a little sleepy. It will just get more intense. I do you have any news at the top of the pod? Any news? Um, you know, I think this is is this the episode where we have surpassed four twenty. Um, 420. When you say we've surpassed 420, do you mean 911? The, the weed holiday 420? Uh, is that a number of listens or 
Uh, I meant 9-11. How do you think people would feel with you getting 420 and 9-11 mixed up? A lot of parallels between the two. Smoke. Smoke two joints, two towers fell. Um, Lots of fire. This is... You know, by my tracking, going episode, going week by week from the premiere. I don't know why I said premiere so funny. Premiere. I, from the premiere. Because I was like <laughs> in nerd mode. Mm, by my calculations, going week by week from the premiere. See, but then you go to push up your glasses after I actually push <laughs> up my glasses. I'm calling you a nerd. It's fine. Now, am I allowed to do a, a goofy nerd voice? Yeah. Where does that fall? That's, you're still using an American white affectation. But what about the people from Nerd Island? Won't they be offended? <laughs> yes. All them Nerd Islands. Oops, I didn't mean to do the record scratch. <laughs> um, you know, I think we're just This is slipping... a sloppy fucking. Yeah, we're just slipping into News Corner, okay? So. <laughs> I'm slipping us into News Corner to help us pull up and get organized. because And the top... pull out of Tiga? Pull out of Tiga. The top of this episode's been real sloppy. Um, I do think we need to do some Queen's challenges this weekend. I mean, I've been begging for them. Have you? I've been challenging us to add additional content where we cook South African food, too. Yes, but I need to watch some of these reality shows of the Queen. Oh, yeah. You need to do a fucking voiceover. And I need to do a voiceover with your help. Okay. And then we need to fucking contact the Spice Girls. I don't know how we're going to do it. Well, Cody, I'm not the one. This isn't a we challenge. Don't you this want... This is a you challenge. And I agree with the consequences. And we are nearly to the point where we're just going to go back to another round of Cockney Rhyme or Cockney Mine. So it's like... I know, but we did say that I have to do all the challenges and, and win beat them you back. in Cockney <laughs> Mine or Cockney Rhyme. So here's the question. And it'd be real sweet to... You know, kill you in Cockney Minor, Cockney Rhyme, and then immediately roll into an accent because I've completed all my challenges. True. But who's to say you're going to beat me in Cockney Rhyme or Cockney Mine? I mean, I think we all know I'm going to. Have you been looking up your Cockney? So you can't study. That's called cheating. I keep Googling cock and I, <laughs> what I, it's not helping at all. Uh, British cock. You keep yeah, you, googling British cock, and I just keep seeing weird uncircumcised sausages. No. <laughs> Love so it. I guess because we're in News Corner, apparently uh, drag queens are getting the heat in England. Oh, drag queen story time is uh, some far right extremists are hating on it. That's no good. That is no good. But those far right extremists. Fuck them. And the queen, you know, she's up to it. Is she she's still, still alive? alive? She's doing her thing. What's she doing? What's, what thing is she up to lately? Okay. She, she called England's Euro 2022 heroes an example and an inspiration. Did she say they had great charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent? Yeah. She said they had big cunts. cunts. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go at least one UK episode without saying cunt. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, to be honest with you. Oh, she congratulated 
the England's women's national soccer team after their historic championship victory? Um, don't you mean football? Okay, I'm closing news going. <laughs> I think you meant football. I wish I could say what I meant, but I'm not allowed to. Aww. I can only refer to it as soccer. Yes. By Queen's order. I mean, you can call it football without using an accent. I'm not allowed to. Okay. So let's hop into episode 12, reminding you that we had to play the Spice Girl game last episode without our favorite Zoe. Now, see, funny that you would call her our favorite Zoe, because I have a note. Goodbye, Zoe, Jackie's least favorite player. Although I guess maybe Eve takes that role. I mean, Eve definitely was like the sassiest of them. And I think my least favorite. Sure. Didn't didn't you like Eve better? <laughs> we should restart this episode. Fully? Think? I think so. Okay, I'm sorry. You can't. <laughs> I just like, 